Hey everybody, and welcome to Treats, where you can join conversations about our truths, realities, experiences, advice, and trending topics. Today, we are welcoming a special guest, a very dear friend of mine, um, combat veteran, and small business owner of Daybot Chop House that's located in Clarksville, Tennessee. I want to welcome Tammy on the line. Hello, hello. Hey. How y'all doing? Hey, Tammy. We're doing good. We're doing good. Um, so today we want to um, chat with you and want to talk to you more about being a business owner during these times, um, how you started your business, and how you're maneuvering during a COVID-19 situation so if you could first just tell us um who you are uh what you do and about your business okay so uh, my name's tammy tammy lee i um have a small korean restaurant with my family outside of fort campbell kentucky called daybok chop house we're actually in clarksville tennessee we're actually a store that off that also has um like a deli that you can order authentic Korean meals to as, as well as buying okay. um, Korean like groceries and prepared products and like gifts and novelties. We are hmm. three years into business now, but before this three years, we sold plates and hustled selling egg rolls outside of factory. I remember that. On Facebook. I remember and, that. You know, just trying to get Ooh. it wherever. So I'm excited when I make my way down to Tennessee, I will be stopping by Clarksville and I'll uh, get me some of this wholesome Korean uh, cuisine because I, I love food. Period. Like mm. I've also, I've tasted, you know, the chef's <laughs> cooking. Okay. I, I can, I can attest to uh, the authenticity and that's, that's, that's really what I'm about. Like authenticity. So, 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 um, so what made yeah. you, um, Tammy, what made you y'all decide to go vegan and and do you find that you're selling more vegan products more so than actual meat products so i would say that we actually sell a good um, mix of both but the story of how we Mm -hmm. started doing vegan food is um i noticed that there are vegan people leaving reviews for other korean places Mm -hmm. that um Mm -hmm. they ask for something to be vegan and the places simply picked the meat out and regave it to them oh and Mm. because I understand that the reason why um, those people did that was not out of, you know, like laziness or evilness. It's cultural. Right. They don't understand. But the the fact is, I'm not sure if anybody can know from from um, just this conversation. I'm Korean and black. And I think that that is my mother's biggest advantage over Mm -hmm. other Korean restaurants, because some of the things that those people have done, she probably would have done, too. But you kind of got to right. know how to read the room. Like, um, she probably would have been picking out the meat, too. But being that, right. you know, I'm, I'm younger, I'm from here, and, I, you know, I'm American, African-American, you know, I know how certain things are supposed to be. Um, like, the cultural right. gap. Mm-hmm. Like, I help bridge in the gap. That's good. So, um, I, said, I said, so we can make vegan food and we could do it the right way. Also, I'm, I'm actually two years in remission now, but I had cancer. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm. when I had cancer, I switched to mostly vegan, um, to a mostly vegan diet, just because you're going through, um, radiation treatments, mm-hmm. the vegan menu and how our vegan menu grew to be so big was because during the entire time I had cancer, I didn't want to eat food that I didn't like. So I was learning how to veganize right. the food I already eat. 
Wow. So, you know, like we would make jackfruit bulgogi and like um, Korean, Korean fried chicken. We would, you know, make that vegan, vegan chapche, vegan kimchi soup and, you know, like kimchi fried rice, things like that. Um, things that I knew I liked. To but eat, didn't want to miss the flavor you know, behind. Exactly. It's probably the thing that I'm most proud of as far as menu wise with the business, because my mother is, you know, in her 60s right. from South Korea, she didn't vegan know what was, the word yeah. vegan meant. She thought that it was crazy <laughs> that I even had the idea of saying, no, nah, I'm not changing my food for these people until she started seeing how many people were ordering. She was, now you can't tell her what. Right, 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 right. She, can, she appreciates like, it now. Like, yeah, I do all this vegan. <laughs> yeah. Now, now she is a vegan master. That's amazing. Honestly, don't know even here because we mm -hmm. have some um, Korean restaurants in the in the local area. I don't, I can't say that I've ever seen a vegan um, no. Korean menu, which is you know, which is dope. That means you still mm -hmm. you still own your culture, you still um, true to your culture, and you're adapting to like change because that's that's kind of where. Uh, you know, that's the so way vegan. Mm -hmm. So we have the seasoned Korean chef who brings authenticity to the meals. And then we have the millennial co-founder that's helping bridge mm -hmm. the gap inside the restaurant with the customers. And, and one dope. good thing, too, is I that, you know, in dope. a lot of times within companies, you know, they are trying to see how to bridge the gap between baby boomer and the millennial. You know, so the fact that, I mean, yes, it's your right. mom, but, right, right, you know, right. the fact that y'all able to communicate that way. And like we said before, that she's receptive to the new idea. That is pretty cool, mm -hmm. you know. So you're meeting mm -hmm. a lot of people's needs, you know, in between Listen, that. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us why you guys started the family business? Before we started the business, you know, I had a corporate career. And um, all, all of those things were, were going well, you know, um, of course, Originally, I'm from the military. Um, then I got out and I joined the corporate workforce, and mm -hmm. that was a bit of a. a well, we gonna speed by that. We gonna speed by that right quick. We gonna speed by that like that. You you combat veteran, correct? <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. And then, then okay. I started working with um, straight up civilians. Things that I were not really prepared for, like you know, I'm I'm used to whenever I do work. I'm, I'm always aim to be the best mm -hmm. of the best. And, you know, like, um, that's it. Joining to the corporate world, you know, that was no different. However, I was not prepared for personality mm -hmm. changes. Um, when you joined the corporate world mm -hmm. and you were yep. um, a woman of color, specifically a black woman, um, anything you do is taken as aggression and combative. Oh, you don't and say. This and that. And when sometimes I was simply, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but sometimes I would simply be talking and then later be called into HR because I scared somebody. So, you know, I don't want to, you know, digress too far, but long story short, I ended up being hmm. fired, right, hmm. from my job. And I got fired. My thought was immediately, you know, well, for one, good thing I have my military mm -hmm. pension, but for two, what do I do now? How do I keep this ball rolling? And um, I knew then I didn't want to work for mm -hmm. other people because I don't want to mm -hmm. um, spend all my time translating my spirit, translating my communication styles when um, I know that there's nothing wrong. With mm -hmm. Like, so I'm not intimidating. Y'all are intimidated. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me move into my own lane because clearly I don't belong in y'all's lane. So, um, 
what I do, you know, I, I was on social media a lot. I still am on social mm-hmm. media a lot as a release, you know, um, was never doing anything serious on there, just posting for right. funds, you know, for we all do. And, stuff. and um, I, I, I cook a lot, you know, that's my, my favorite thing. And probably one of the things that I'm mm. best at mm-hmm. is I cook. And, um, you know, as we mentioned, like I'm, I'm black and I'm Korean. So my, both sides of my culture are really, um, important to who I am. Mm-hmm. So I know that to be true. My food always uh, was kind of like representative of that. And I post it and sometimes people would comment, you should sell that mm-hmm. or you should, you should do a show and mm-hmm. get recipes and things like that. So, you know, after I'm being fired, I was like, huh, these people say that I should, you know, sell food. Let me see how that mm-hmm. goes. First, I asked my social media followers, do you think if I sold mm-hmm. egg rolls that anybody would buy them? Mm-hmm. Now, that one single post was the beginning of my entire family's business. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of positive feedback. And then I took that feedback and I showed it to my mother, who she also had a regular job. But because of my mother being an immigrant and, you know, older, of course, she she wasn't exactly, you know, being paid like right. the most. She wasn't rolling in the bucks mm-hmm. or anything. So my mom, after I showed her um, the feedback to the, do you guys think I should sell egg rolls post? She um, helped me. We stood up all night and we rolled like over a thousand egg rolls. And we sold them all like so Right, quick. I remember that. And then that first weekend that we sold egg rolls, we made um, we made quite a mm-hmm. bit of money. Uh, we made the money we made that one weekend was more than wow. what my mother's boss was paying her for the uh, whole month. Yeah, so that's after right. That weekend, my mom called that. Get lady about it, there. I know quit. that's right. She and, like, uh, look, <laughs> she quit. <laughs> yeah, she quit. And, you know, we just said, all right, this is what we're going to do. And That's we beautiful. started doing this like every weekend and every weekend, it, you know, I was, I was hoping that it wasn't a fluke that people now, were, you know, just supporting me because of the moment. But, you know, at first mm-hmm, you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, I'm holding my breath and just seeing what, what comes of it and how it goes thinking like, I hope this wasn't a fluke. I hope this is not a mistake, you know, because my mom didn't quit her job now and, but the next weekend turned out, you know, even bigger than the first weekend because of the buzz generated. So, you know, everybody ended up hearing about, you know, our food being so good. And the people who missed who missed the first weekend, they all rushed the next weekend. And then mm. it continued to be an every weekend thing that we were doing. Right. Things, right. And then we switched from we switched from just doing just egg rolls. to then we started selling bulgogi plates and carby plates. And we had gotten to be so, so successful at it that we got a Korean restaurant reported us because mm. we were selling, you know, food. Now, I remember that. And, I remember that post. I had. Yeah, I got, I got me a fresh little letter from, you know. Oh, they, they were saving on your business so, because you was taking their so, business. You know, <laughs> we, the next move, the very next move was, okay, so we're just going to get a food truck. I remember that, too. And, um, that was my goal was to get a food truck, even though, you know, um, my mother didn't even know what food truck was. She thought it was a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. And um, I did nice. crowdsourcing just from my social media followers. And I've had a lot of people contribute to help us reach that goal. But when it came down to it, we did not get a food truck. We ended up finding a, a little space 
that was already a Korean restaurant with the lady who wanted to retire. You mentioned um, like you was posting on your uh, personal social media, right? Did you mm-hmm. were, did you have any reserve about that? Did any of that feel like unnatural? Like, should I be doing this? Or were you like, nah, this is about to no, be something? It okay. didn't. Okay. It didn't. But, you know, I can, I can see why some people can't do mm-hmm. that. And I'm just going to... Um, I don't know how this is going to sound come out, but I'm just going to say it how it is. So some people they post mm-hmm. for um, appearances and what they they want to, what they would like for the world to see, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that to knock it. Everybody absolutely does not have to know everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're one of those people, maybe your followers mm-hmm. will not feel like that they have a bond with you. And uh, but that's cool because sometimes you don't want your followers to have a bond with you. You just want them to like the picture and go. But as for me, I'm a very transparent person, and I've been online for so long that some people have literally seen my son grow up. So Mm -hmm. a lot of my social media people, like I don't even like saying followers because at this point, you my friend. You know we have been here for like you know 15 years years on some of these networks. Yeah, that's true. So a lot of these people, they feel invested in you and invested in seeing you grow. They want to see you succeed. Like when something good happens, they're happy for you. When something bad happens, they're, hurt. they're sad mm-hmm. for you. But yeah, but if you're a person who, um, you know, you don't put yourself out there like that, people don't know. And um, so they're not invested in helping you. So like if you were to put something up, they're just like, oh, okay, cool. And they might hit like. But when somebody who you feel connected to, how can I help support you? your people? Are going or they say, forward it to somebody else. They, they just yep. don't leave it there. They yep. pass it along. Yep. They spread they're, the word. And they're like, you need to try it out, right. you know, because they're excited. Like you said, excited about what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. and want to support. But if you're not a person who um, forms connections like that, support the way you, you think. expect mm-hmm. people to mm-hmm. um, makes support sense. you when you do put your stuff on. That makes sense. Yeah. So when you put your post up, if you put your post up and your friends ain't sharing it and then you get on there like, y'all don't ever share my stuff and things like that. But you have to ask yourself, what have you done? Exactly. Like, you know, I say that all the time. You've never done anything you, for these people. You get the like, same energy. You? you get the same energy that um, that you put out. 100%. I believe that wholeheartedly that you get the same energy that you... Um, that you put in, uh, that you give out because, um, I, I, I recently saw another young entrepreneur start, uh, promoting their, their business. They have a t-shirt business and they're not really getting a lot of traffic. Um, and I, 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 um, I stay connected. I like, I post, but I also understand this person is right. also not like a, they're not promoting other people's stuff or they're not getting online right. and saying, oh, yeah, go check my such and such out. Sometimes, you know, once every blue moon. But now, guess what? You have a business now, right? Now you need that. Yeah, you but you wasn't doing the same thing. Now you need people to support right. you. Right. The restaurant business. Um, how, how, how are you thriving in? Um, mm-hmm. So now. So, I mean, it's kind mm-hmm. of segues from mm-hmm. what we were just talking about into this, because at first, when we very first opened the business, people thought that um, we wouldn't make it. And that was from um, that was actually from a lot of Korean people, too, because um, mm. 
Because you were biracial? Because of me, you know? Because you are biracial. The first year, yes, the first year, I w- yeah, I would have people come in and look at me and say, do y'all make real Korean food? And I'd be looking like, I don't even understand that question, but I'm trying to smile my way through it. Like, um, Rashida, you don't know, like, I actually got a three-star Yelp review for being black. Wow. For him having to come in and for me wow. not being made, made to sit in the back. Um, the way that mm-hmm. um, Clarkson is a small town. Um, it's really not that it's it's not a small place, but it has a small town vibe. But it's actually the fifth largest city in Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. But our vibe is still small town, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they focus a lot on Korean restaurants that fit the image that they think of, what they wanted to write about us because they came across. Remember when I said I wanted to start a food truck? Mm-hmm. I had to go fund me. And they came across mm-hmm. that. The crowdsourcing. They to talk about that, mm-hmm. like the aspect of, of, of the struggle. Like they wanted to write like one of those pity type pieces. And so by the time they reached out to us, I, I was like, oh, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I was like, but actually we're no longer crowdsourcing because we have a restaurant. I was like, and mm-hmm. I invite you to come review us, um, mm-hmm. to try our food and review us. You know, that would be so great. They turned that mm-hmm. down. They only wanted to write about, you know, you know, like the struggle. Uh, just how the NFL draft just happened. And like, it seems like every young black male. They yeah, say, oh, yeah. That dog. Can they do this, that? And I said, no, you know, we're actually doing pretty good. I invite you to come try our food and review us because they review literally every restaurant that is opens here. We've never been reviewed still to this day, which is interesting because not only in actuality, do we have the highest customer rated Korean restaurant in Clarksville? We now have the highest Korean, uh, highest in the entire state. So I don't yeah. know how you yeah, put yeah. us. That's, that's you, dope. you can't put us as two lines while you're trying to highlight somebody who's not half as good as us. Right. Um, like, no, I don't be that very humbly. Don't be humble about it. No, no, no. You, hey, listen, listen. So, let's, let's keep it funky because if you're going to write about me, you know, uh, do a little research, okay? Do a little research right. and, and place but me where know, my restaurant should be placed. Right. So, like, right. we get right. awards from Yelp every every year. We've gotten a People Love You That's award nice. from Yelp. And, you know, we just, we're, we're doing really, really well. Because we, we've done everything honest. And we've done everything um, just, you know, with our family. And we've, we've done it honest. So, can't nobody take anything from us. No, y'all, y'all, are, I would, or, I would you say, know, say your family um, exhibits, like, a very authentic... This is us. This is what we do. Um, not a take it or leave it, but yeah, this is you know what you see is what you get. And that's I can I can most appreciate that about you, just you know, knowing you for so long and your mom, like and your mom, you know, because uh, often we, we find working in a customer service based field, whatever it is, if it's I don't know, HR, restaurant, um, sales, when you deal with customers, people often you know, lose sight that you're a human being and that um, you know, there are processes in place. But I uh, appreciate that y'all have been working humbly and honestly and doing things like legit. Um, and it, and that comes, that exudes, like that exudes um, through your business, through your success, um, uh, being, uh, what's it called, the underdog. Sometimes people mm-hmm. look at you as an underdog and don't even really know, yes. like your mom is doing it. Right. We're very right. much your mom is doing her thing. Um and people love her food and, and and it's the service and the quality that speaks for itself. So sometimes you gotta go 
you got to have people step on your toes and step in your way for, you know, for not to say so that you can shine, but, you know, when you're humble about it during the moments when people are um, trying to take from you or trying to trying to dim your light, if you will, you know, that's when you shine the brightest. It made me. Mm hmm. It made me really proud one time because I'm black and Korean. People would think uh, we would hmm. be limited. And then how we've grown, how we've grown and how I've used social media mm-hmm. grown and how I worked for social right. media is free. And I used, right. I used everything right. I had that was free to get this popping because, you know, like I said, I we started this from me being fired. So I wasn't like rolling in the bucks and just had a business. So speaking of resources, can you can you talk about some of the resources you had to you had to tap into to launch the business? Um, first, you know, we we got our customer base and we had a customer base that went with us wherever we went. And that was from truly organically from social mm-hmm. media, from mm-hmm. um, from mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, you know, social media, and then that grew from word of mouth. People share your posts, people share your posts, and then you grow. You know, there are mm-hmm. um, conventional ways to open businesses that, um, you know, small business loans, grants, things like that. Um, we did not do that because sometimes it's just really, it's not as easy for people of color as it is for other people mm-hmm. to sometimes mm-hmm. you get get those resources, especially if you're not already established because they, they want to check, you know, credit, this, this, that. And if you don't, if you're just getting started, what do you have to check? It's like, you know, when you, you don't have that when you join mm-hmm. the workforce fresh out of college, but you have no work experience. So, you know, it's a right. line of thinking. So what we did is there are something that um, the Korean community does, which I, I believe almost every other ethnic group does too, just not American people. It's a money pot. And you get like a circle of mm. your people and every month um, your people put in, you know, the, a set amount of dollars. But every month somebody's getting like 20, 30, 40,000, depending on what the contributions mm-hmm. are. Everybody in that circle will get, you know, um, this amount one time a month. So, when- so I've yep. heard of those. I've heard of the money. I've heard of that. Happening. That's the. I'm so glad you kind of talked pot, about yep. it a little bit. You don't have we, to go into detail because you have much. So, right. Yeah, we call it okay. Pot, so, so I have heard about that. Well, we got our. Pot. We need to do that often. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you have to find people that you know will stick to it because you mess up uh, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, one person mm-hmm. drops out, you would jeopardize it for everybody. And I, I've been mm-hmm. around money pots my entire life. Okay. See, it's a mindset. Yeah, it was all mm-hmm. in the Korean culture. And to be to be clear. They, they wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't have been given the money pot. <laughs> to be clear, my mama was given the money pot. <laughs> but um, a special money pot was done to help us open the restaurant. Yeah, and see, and, and see, unfortunately, another time. Yeah. That's support. Unfortunately, um, in the black communities, that's, that's not happening. It may happen in African communities. You know, mm-hmm. or other persons mm-hmm. of color, but the Black American community is a little bit different. I'm in. Um, I'm a board member mm-hmm. of the Tennessee Minority Business Alliance, 
And I've okay. also started a grassroots organization called Clarksville Cash Mob, which uh, the mob is minority owned businesses. And we focus on um, mm. providing resources and information and support and networking to black owned businesses. Manifest Magic Black Girl Cooperative. And it's based out of Clarksville. And we have an investment group and we nice. look to build up each other um, Mm. You know, we're trying to develop black lawyers, um, doctors, things that people will say, like, well, black people don't do that. Mm -hmm. Black people can do that. And we're now we're working towards it. But, you know, um, the things that black Americans have been um, set with haven't really been placed on other people. So, yeah, Korean people do it. But Korean people also don't don't have all the years of institutionalized, you know, like oppression that black people have have had here either so you know it's, it's kind of sometimes mm-hmm. i feel like it's unfair when i hear people say well it is and now i see so many people working towards it and that's one of the things that i do outside of the rest okay we're trying to promote black ownership how are you maneuvering right now through the covid19 um pandemic like how is your business sustaining so right now we're doing um curbside because we're not allowed to have um, people in the dining room. So we just have people place their order and then I take it out. (laughs) I feel like a sonic car hop right now because I'm constantly running food out. You know, we put in for all of the disaster relief effort, the small business grant, then you can go to your personal bank, ask them what they have available for you too, because the majority of those Mm -hmm. loans have a, a forgiveness option. I, I would re- recommend even if you are not closed down, even if you are not um, facing um, right, much more hardship right. than you were before, it's um, probably about four or five different disaster relief um, options available for good business as you should. We apply for all of them. Just adjusting and restructuring how I conduct business day to day. I think that's an um, outstanding um, opportunity that you know, you guys are able to tap into. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your response to COVID-19 and in support of those on the front lines? So when um, everything first happened with COVID-19 and the business closures, mm-hmm. um, it came to me like I, I meditate and stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. I went to I went to sleep and I actually woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I think that you saw it because I like I posted it immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about losing my business mm-hmm. because we, we have to close. Um, I was like, but I, I've also noticed, you know, nurses are having a hard time getting food because people don't want to deliver to the hospitals. They're scared. Said, so, um, do y'all think that if y'all if I took donations and then put pro- provided food to healthcare workers like do y'all think that could be a thing i just posted that on my facebook and then it really really became a thing a lot of people have wanted to help um healthcare workers but didn't but they didn't know how um and then a lot of people on the other hand also wanted to help small businesses because this is when it first happened and nobody had any clue you know which way things would go the only thing we knew as a small business was we was in danger so, um, because we had to close and, um, we sent out over a hundred meals mm-hmm. every day for a whole week to, um, several different healthcare facilities. Nice. Oh, also the VA yeah, nurses we have one too, because mm-hmm. we have one in town and to the, to the V, to the VA clinic, um, to Fort mm-hmm. Campbell hospital, mm-hmm. which is called Blanchfield. 
and then to Tanova, which is the Clarksville Hospital, and then to several nursing homes and um, different clinics around town. And um, what ended up happening is a publicist, she she contacted me and said, I love what you're doing, and I would love, mm-hmm. I, I want to help, you know, this is, this is, this is what I do. Can do, would you mind if I did this for you? And I was like, sure. You know, I don't mind. I didn't think that anybody would pick up the story because remember I told y'all we've been open for, for three years. Right. And they never wrote about us. So I, I honestly thought that they would see what, that what she sent and then see it was us. And I thought that they were going to ignore it, but she wrote it up so well that mm-hmm. they put it in the paper and then once they put it mm-hmm. in the paper, it just grew even more from that. And like we're still getting thank you letters from people saying we um, we like what you do. No, it was selfless. It was selfless. Like and and at a time um, where we need, you know, people we were lacking selfless uh, selfless activity. Yep. So that was a selfless act to say, hey, you guys, um, this. You know, we need help to try to feed some people who need help getting food because they're stuck in these hospitals and they're caring for people that, you know, some of the people that you that you cut care and love about. So that was a selfless act. Um, I want to be yeah. really clear that, you know, I did do this and I, we did it to help. But, you know, and, but I also want any other small business owner who's listening to pick up on this, that sometimes yeah. you have to think mm-hmm. outside of the box. Of like, if you're in survival mode, you can't think, well, I'm just going to do what I do, but I'm going to go harder. No, sometimes you got to do something mm-hmm, totally mm-hmm, different. Um, if you're, if the, if the option is, you know, like sink or swim, you better learn Quit. how to swim. Like and the, the other thing is, is that because we took contributions mm-hmm. from the community, I really feel like right. what we did was a community effort. And I made sure, you know, that I've, I've always mm-hmm. thanked the community for helping us, um, we we said we had a project. Mm-hmm. We made our goal. We reached the goal, and you know I, we couldn't have done it mm-hmm. without everybody. And yeah, uh, definitely, it was definitely a community um, a community I, I, effort. Right, and I think that as far as like from a business owner standpoint, I want other business owners to think like that. Like you can't just, um, I guess it uh-huh. is what you said, mm-hmm. like selfless. You can't just think about yourself and like oh shit well what do i do now mm-hmm. Mark cuban said it too times like this people are looking at people are looking exactly. at their responses to see to see exactly. how you respond and that goes exactly. a long way you know exactly um, and i i had a conversation so, um with a with a group of uh, professionals and some of them own businesses some of them did not some of them were like consumers more so um, when you, when you look at like the business and slash customer concept, but a lot of the, a lot of the per- perspectives from like the consumer was that, Hey, you know, we are in a real pandemic here. I'm, I'm not looking to just spend money with you. Like, what is your business doing? What are you doing about, um, what is your, um, what is your effort in the community? Like how, how, why should I spend my money with you? Is your business one of the businesses making life hard for those who are trying to make hard decisions? For their families and whatnot, like people are are really looking at businesses and how what their contribution to the community is in this time, if not more than ever. You know, you can look at it and say, oh, you know, you y'all donated to the whatever smile.org foundation, but what's going on right now? Like, what y'all, what are y'all doing right now during this right. pandemic? What are you What are you doing for the people right. who live around you? Right, and spend money in your business because I'm a, mm-hmm. a I'm a consumer for one. 
I'm a citizen for two and I, and I am a small business owner that was like deeply affected. Seeing those businesses do that made me not mm-hmm. want to go there anymore. Mm-hmm. And to know how much money I've spent mm-hmm. at both places. Like, I know that if I don't go there no more, they ain't going to lose no sleep. But imagine a group know, of people. Like yeah. Yeah. Community, a community of people right. saying, I don't want to go there anymore because what you did was unethical. Right. You, 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 you have to be able to, um, it's a delicate balance, but if you are very genuine about what you do, you care about the people in your community, you care about your customers, like you're gonna, you're gonna maintain that connection. Um, despite whatever we all are taking a loss in some Mm -hmm. shape, form or fashion, some of us can't get supplies. Some of us, you know, we can't because of, because everyone, everyone, except for, you're not going to say except for, but you know, logistics are still moving, but it's moving slow. It's just so much, so many things being ordered that everyone is affected. So you still have to be able to communicate um, in your community with your customers and about your business in a compassionate way because of what's going on. Have some compassion about um, uh, how people or what people are doing with their stimulus. People have bills to pay. People have food to buy. Um, Right. mm -hmm. And so, like, since we moved past the the Healthcare Heroes Mm -hmm. project, that's what I called it, Healthcare Heroes, um, that was for one week. What we've been doing since then is, um, and every now and then I'll have people contribute, but sometimes they don't, but that's cool too. Um, What we've been doing is providing meals for people who have been Hmm. laid off um, and for elderly people. Uh, Sometimes the people, they post that I did it. And, you know, I, I really rather them not because now I have people hitting me up. Can you like, feed I me? have to do no, it no. Um, for them too. <laughs> I don't have to. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, Shanice, like, you know, I don't, I don't really. Yeah, no, nah, not really. Much. I'll be like, if you don't get the hell off my phone. <laughs> if you don't get the hell off my phone and get off my phone right now. Y'all still feeding people. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't even know why you why you why you inside right now. You're supposed to be outside social distancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Y'all still feeding uh, people like, around here? Can so, I, yeah, I, no, I get it. People people do exploit. Um, people people are opportunists. So you, it's a fine, delicate line. It's a fine, delicate line, delicate situation. Yeah. Um, you do what you can with what you can to, and then you still have to maintain your business. Like you still have to. You you are still running a business. Um, and so it, it it is important to remain compassionate, but it's also important to remain rigid. Like you still gotta, you know, I would say stick and move, you know, like, especially during times like this, like it's, it's, you have to be creative. You got to think outside the box. You have to be quick on your feet um, for, because we don't know where this is going. Yeah. We have no idea where this is going. So I think it's excellent that you are exploring Done. shipping options. Okay. I think that is so dope. Um, and I'm, I'm, I've been trying. I've been trying to get this food for years. Like I was like, Lord, I gotta figure out, you know, what 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 what, what I can send down yeah. to her because she posts the, the food. I just, I just, so, I just, I just, yeah, it looks so delicious. I made an OnlyFans account, and when I said that, my son looked at me like, "Oh hell no!" Because you know, my son's sixteen. I'm oh, like, no, okay. not that kind of OnlyFans. So even if you cannot get my food shipped. 
I can teach you how to cook the food that you have. And, you know, that's always been one of my goals, too, was to start a web series. That's one thing I know how to do and I know how to do well. But that's a great idea. That's a but, great idea to um, create a platform where you can go and get the recipe. When you are in the business, like having a passion for it, having a connection to it, um, because and not getting into it because it, quote unquote, makes a lot of money. Um, uh, because when you, you know, it, when right. you lack that passion and you, when you lack that connection, um, it's going to come through, through the product and it's going to come through, through mm-hmm. your business. So you may last for a little while. You might be successful for a little while, but those who have a true passion, true connection to it, those are the ones I think remain planted, um, in whatever field that they are in. But, um, but I do, before we end, I have one more, I got one more question and I just want you to talk to other small business owners or anybody that is contemplating, um, starting a business, like what would be your um, advice to someone who is um, who's starting? They 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 done did all they can do. They didn't got all the um, ducks in a row, and now they're about to launch. Like, what would you tell them to expect? What would you tell them to be careful of? This could go so many ways because it's really depending on the business. So I guess I'll mm-hmm. keep it as in general as possible. So my thing is, is that like when you're starting a business and you've started it, looking at your sales, like checking your, you know, your, your POSs and seeing like, you know, you're tracking everything and you're looking at your reviews and you're, you're just worrying like so much, just trying to check, like Mm -hmm. just, you know, breathe. If you've already started and you're, you're established, just breathe, you know, it it will come. You Mm -hmm. have to focus, show your appreciation Mm -hmm. to the support that you have. Block out people who do not support, you know, by all means, if somebody is um, degrading or attacking you, I believe people may not agree with me, but yeah, I believe you absolutely have the right to defend yourself against, you know, certain things, but don't take every little thing to heart because everybody ain't going to like it. That's going to come with it. Like take, take what you need and leave, you know, the rest, the rest that's not, you know, that, that doesn't serve, Mm -hmm. doesn't serve you. Don't, don't listen to static. Just listen to, if somebody's right. saying something, there might be an, an actual point to what they're saying. So, you know, do, do take a minute to listen to it, but don't hone in on the negative and let that energy uh, creep into your energy. And then also, um, also, because this is something I didn't do, um, because nobody, there was no hand guide of like, this is what you need to do when you open. Find a mentor. That's, that's always really important. Find a mentor and then know, know your city, state, county, and um, federal like rules, like regulations. Like you've been in business three years and I've, I've not had this one permit because I didn't know nobody told me, but you know, um, this is real life. Nobody's going to come tell you. So you need to um, make sure you check like uh, wherever you live, like um, city, state, county, and and federal, you need to check and make sure you're covered on all four ends. Because if you're not, nobody's going to say, "Well, you didn't know it's okay." What they're going to do is hit you with fines for the entire time that you didn't know. So you want to always be proactive because you'll never mm, yeah. finesse them. City, county, state, and federal. Make sure you you stay on top of all of them mm-hmm. because you fall under. Okay. All of them. Well, thank you, thank you so much for coming online and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and sharing your nuggets with me, sharing Ooh. your story. Um, we think it's important that people kind of 
uh, some of some some people out here have a lot of downtime, right? Some people don't. Some people are out there on the front lines. But even if you are on the front lines, you are contemplating what do I need to do to to to, to make sure that my family is taken care of in case you know I get cut or what, how should I start my business? What's next? These are great great um, nuggets, and um, we can definitely appreciate your story. I want to thank you for your service to this country and um, what you're doing in the state of Tennessee and in your hometown, Clarksville. Like you, you guys are doing great, amazing things down there. And tell your mom I said hi and then I'm gonna I'm gonna make it down there one day. So um we definitely thank you for yeah. joining the podcast. It was a pleasure virtually meeting you. And um Yeah that's I, my friend y'all. We gotta do us like a wine dine episode. That way I'm I'm gonna get in Yeah, yeah, we can definitely do that. It's gonna be about thirty people online, but that's fine. <laughs> that is fine. <laughs> thirty people on Skype. Oh, you know I'm fine with that. I ain't got to see nobody for real. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that. yeah. Oh, so, you know. um, but-, <laughs> but yeah, no. Thanks so much again for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And um, keep doing what you're doing yeah. down in Clarksville. You are doing wonderful, wonderful things. Aside, aside of being a, you know, just a, a an all, um, how do I want to say, against all odds type individual because you know your background is multifaceted. You understand what I'm saying? So you, you still, um. I finding a way to push through and leave an imprint. Yep. So I Much think that's success dope. and keep us posted on how things are going. All right. Love and light.